When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The run home. It was a rush, but I gave it up. Getting us in the mood on a Friday. The run home. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney with you. All thanks to Berwick BMW, of course. We love them. And, well, there's. No, I wonder whether or not do we get a chance at one? Start your year in a new BMW? Do we? You'd have three or four in the driveway at the farm anyway, wouldn't you? Look, the tips are going well, but yeah, oh yeah, the BMWs go well. <laughs> the four by fours, they certainly do. Oh, yeah. They certainly do. <laughs> well, I wish I had one in the in the garage. Um, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen like on the temper. Right? Put a slasher on the back of the BMW. There's certainly a three point linkage. You think on the back? <laughs> it's just, it just cut the grass. Hey, uh, let's talk tennis. Uh, who better to get on than Louise Fleming to talk all the tennis action? Part of the broadcast team right here. At SEN. Uh, good afternoon to you, Louise. G'day. How are you guys? Very well. Uh, let's first talk about Adelaide, and we'll talk about Thanasi Kokonakis. His uh, run in Adelaide and the qualifying for the Australian Open. Thanasi, uh, uh, he probably wasn't expected to go as well as he has been. Look, I, I spoke to him last week when he had to play Sinner, and, and that was a, a tough one. He played some really good tennis. Uh, beating Cressy. I mean, that was a really tight match, really got the crowd involved, and that's exactly how Thanasi likes to play. Um, and he said that he feels like he is serving really well. He feels like he's a little bit more consistent than he has been in past kind of um, months, I guess. But he said he's been practicing with all the top guys, and that has made the real difference. He said, in my focus, in my level of play, he said, I feel really... Um, I, I guess really comfortable out there, he was saying. So it doesn't surprise me that he's played so well. The issue is how many more matches is he going to play before he arrives into Melbourne? We don't want him to get too gassed out like last year when he won that tournament last year. He came here, didn't have enough time to really prepare. So don't juice yourself out, Sanasi, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got to try to keep a little in the tank. That's my... That's my concern, that if he has to play Monday um, here at the Australian Open, I think, you know, that's a tough one for him. So you're saying he's better off losing this semi and not going to win back-to-back Adelaide Internationals leading into the Australian Open to increase his chances of going further? Well, look, in in the bigger picture, um, I actually think, you know, getting too many matches the week before a Grand Slam, and it's always a conversation. I mean, why isn't Novak playing there and why isn't, Medvedev playing there because you know if you do if you get too many matches you, you just don't have that time to get the legs back to get the you know just to get the full um, to get the full kind of energy everything you know so look I mean if he loses tonight to Bautista are good I'm not going to be too disappointed um, but obviously he's just growing in confidence there's no question about it he's serving bombs 22 aces last night 53 winners or something. It's ridiculous how well he's playing. And, you know, I just, I think the the thing that he probably thinks as well, when my body is feeling this unreal, this great, I'm just going to play tennis, not think too much. Because 
we know the journey he's had. We know how many operations he's had to have. We know what he's been through. So I think he just appreciates being on the court and doing what he does, what he really loves. And he loves playing in, the, in front of the Adelaide crowd. So we're hoping he, he loses uh, in the semi and then gets a, gets a little bit of a rest so he's fresh for the Australian Open. Who, uh, how does his draw look and how do you think he could possibly go? Well, um, it's, it's a tough one. He plays Fabio Fognini, Italian, um, which I don't think is, is the worst draw. Um, Fognini doesn't have really the firepower to kind of really hit Sanasi off the court. They have never played against each other, strangely enough, which is um, which is pretty incredible. So it'll be, you know, a situation where Sanasi's got to serve bombs. I think he's got to be up on the court. He doesn't want to get into these long, arduous rallies with Fognini. Fognini's a great competitor. He likes to kick the ball, um, which isn't such a, an advantage when you're playing against someone as tall as, um, as Sanasi, because a big kick serve for Fognini lands right into the hip of of, um, of Finassi. So, look, I think he'll be fine to tear, you know, to tear down the Italian. Um, looking a little bit further, though, that's when it starts getting a little bit interesting because the next round he's got to play either um, Matteo Berrettini or Andy Murray. So, cool. not not a great little section there for for Finassi. Louise, let's talk about the rest of the draw now it's dropped. We've yep. got uh, you know, a host of Australians on both sides. Just on the men's side, how's it looking, uh, the draw for the Australian men? Well, pretty interesting. Alex Demonar, who we know has just had a... He's had just a fabulous run, the back end of uh, the ATP su- season. He's done really well. He beat Medvedev, I think Shapovalov. He got to the semifinals in... Switzerland, so he's coming in fresh with a lot of wins behind him, but also that win against Rafa last week is going to be a confident booster. So that's um, that's awesome. The only issue is that in the second round he plays a qualifier, um, and then if he wins that, he could be up against uh, I think it's Grigor uh, Dimitrov if he gets past Karatsev. Now we know Karatsev had that unbelievable run. A little while back, I think he got to the the semi-finals here. So that's a tough part as well. We've got Nick Kyrgios up against um, Roman Saflin, uh, and I think Nick is good to get through that match. I think he's looking forward to a fourth-round kind of run with Andrei Rublev. Now that's where it starts getting tough for Nick, um, and I think if he gets through that match, then it's a it's a uh, another fight against Novak. I mean, and that would be uh, in the fourth round. So that's not a great kind of matchup there. But we will get to see a little bit of Nick and Novak tonight. There is that... um, There's a charity match tonight here at Rod Laver Arena. So it's been an absolute sellout. I think it's sold out in, I don't know, 10 minutes or probably 12 minutes flat because everybody would love to see that. Um, So we'll get a little bit of a glimpse of how Nick's playing. Because he just hasn't, he's had no matches prior coming in here. He pulled out of United Cup, he pulled out of Adelaide. So, you know, it's all new information what Nick is going to pull out of the bag tonight. Just before we get to the women's side of the draw, what what intensity will that charity match be played at, do you think? Oh, 20%. Yeah, Yeah, look, not a a high level, I shouldn't imagine. Um, You know, if you listen to some of the words that they had at the back end of. Um, the the chat at Wimbledon when Novak beat him. There, there's a bit of a love game going on there. 
bit of a bromance. So I think they'll yeah, be no out good. to make it. Yeah, that they'll be out to make each other look good. Look, I think it's a win-win for both of them. Um, the Australian public they want to just see where Novak's at, and obviously he wants to get a few people on board. Um, and Nick, I think he, I think we'll see him throw a few. Uh, longer rallies. I think we'll see him try a few different things out because he's coming in short of play. So for Nick, I think it's a different preparation kind of match than for Novak. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't think Louise like any of the like really anyone that that's a fan would probably really give two stuffs about practice matches. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. No. No. I think you're right. I, I do think <laughs> it, it's just going to be really a whole lot of fun. I'd go for the. Um, just for the, for the cheeky factor, really. I, I don't think we're going to see too much special stuff and no pulling muscles. They're not going to be stretching each other out there too much. I wouldn't have thought. Just on the ladies' draw, uh, quickly, Louise, how are you seeing it? Yep. And has it favoured anyone in particular? Oh, look, everyone's talking about Iga Sviantec, aren't they? She's had a pretty flawless 2022. I think looking through to the fourth round, um, she'd be up against Coco Goff if she's to get through. So she's kind of... Not going to have too much trouble until Coco. The issue is playing with Coco. She's never been able to beat in Sviantec, even if she's come off a win in Auckland. She's 5-0, so she can't penetrate the polls game. Down the bottom of the top part of the draw, you've got Pagula and Cheese, two Americans that just did really well in the United Cup. And in that mix as well, you've got Maria Sakari as well. I, the two players that I'm really wanting to see how they can kind of journey on through the Australian Open is Arena Sabalenka and obviously Anjabur. She's my pick. Anjabur, I think she's taking the place of, of Ash Barty. She's an amazing human being and I love the way she plays. She got to two finals last year of uh, Grand Slams. I'm picking on to come on top. Let's go on. Okay, and uh, your final prediction, Louise, for the men's side? I think... Look, I think you've got to go with Novak. I don't think there's anyone out there that's prepped as well. And he's he's going for 21. He's going for the 10th. I think it's going to be tough for, for Rafa to come out. Um, he plays Medvedev, I think, in the, the quarters or the fourth round somewhere there. So that's tough for him. It's Novak and on. Lock it in, guys. Uh, and Louise, just uh, how many weeks does it take to prepare for a tournament in pronouncing names. I've always admired <laughs> commentators because they sound like most dishes at a restaurant, a lot of these. that <laughs> They're very, very difficult to pronounce, especially some of these Eastern European names. No, mate. There's a lot of first names that we use when we get to matches <laughs> where it's just too hard. You know, you start saying the Pole, the Greek woman, the German. <laughs> like, you just got to throw in country names and their first names and, and just pray that somewhere... They do have an app on the WTA and the ATP, so you can kind of get the pronunciation if you get really stuck. But other yeah, than that, it's just you just hope you don't sound too stupid. Don't envy a position <laughs> at all. Uh, Louise, looking forward to hearing you uh, throughout the summer attendance on SE and appreciate your time. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. See you later. Louise Fleming there. Um, talking Australian Open. I'm in the Taylor Fritz camp, Coons. I'm, I'm, I'm going for Taylor Fritz. Big Fritz fan? Yeah, oh, look, it sort of sounds like my last name. I reckon you'll go all right. <laughs> Fitz and Taylor Fritz? Fritz. What a, a, a lot of people Fritz. in Victoria wouldn't know what Fritz is. No, they probably don't. But they, what do they call it? Which is it? a South um, Australian delicacy. What do they call it? Straz in Victoria. Straz. Is that yeah, right? But it's, a, it's a poor man's Fritz, Straz. Straz is because Fritz is just a nicely, gorgeously processed meat with no chunks of fat in it. And you put that in a tomato sauce sandwich, that's gold. Oh, there's Whereas nothing Straz, better. 
Straz has got chunks of like fatty deposit in it. No, it's, not, it's nowhere near as smooth as Fritz. Pure. The Fritz and sauce sandwiches are uh, uh, all time. Yeah, all time things. Uh, let's jump to a quick word from our friends, and uh, we'll come back on the other side. This is the run home. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney. Anything you want to discuss or talk about? Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I'm going to ask you about uh, awkward journalism questions coming up because. We get some stinkers uh, in the modern world of sport, Coons, um, in, in journalists asking funny questions, doorstops, weird ones. I'm sure you've got some reporters that would stick in your mind for some weird questions that you've been asked over the entirety of your 250-game career. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more on the other side because uh, I tried to call in a favour and that hasn't come off. So we've got some time. <laughs> so we've got some time to fill. <laughs> 40 minutes to fill. Yeah. We'll be back on the other side of this. <laughs> 